I would always encourage our listeners when they are in a trade negotiation to take a hard look at what they're giving up and say to themselves, could I be getting more? Well, we just came off our stream of consciousness behind this inbound trade where I'd be giving up two first round picks. Okay. Maybe I'm getting a second back for one of them, but essentially for Deandre Swift and Trey McBride, I'm giving up a third and two firsts getting also back a second. You know, you look at that and say, okay, well, if I was willing to give up two firsts, you know, what else can I maybe get with two firsts, right? And ladies and gentlemen, what do you know? On our very own hands, we have a blockbuster. Yes, we have a blockbuster. Saquon Barkley is now a member of the Elephants on Parade Dynasty squad. Congrats, Paul. Now, it costs me a lot. This is what they actually tell you not to do. Trade for a running back on a second contract. Give up two firsts. It's an even trade. You got to think, right? It was a fair trade. You know, he's 26, and he's just a talent that looks like he's not finished with this league. Not at all. He's the type of guy that has missed a couple of seasons, and you just have to think that he is an elite enough freak athlete who cares too much about football from everything you ingest in the media and and other uh, forums that we scour in the fantasy world. Now, big risk, big reward, but I'm lining up McCaffrey and Barkley next to each other next year, and it could potentially be over. So it's it's going for it. It's a huge come up, in my opinion, to giving up uh, two firsts for Swift and McBride. The two firsts I gave up for Barkley, it was a 2024 first-round pick. Yours, as a matter of fact, trip. And it was the 109 this year. So hopefully a couple of late ones. I've still got the 204. I've still got my first rounder 2024 and 2025. So, hey, see how it all pans out, baby. Four, three, two, one. My favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. And don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was hot. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty life balance. I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life. Well, my Christmas came early. <laughs> or late. <laughs> I don't know. It depends how you look at it, I guess, or uh, when you're drafting. But there's, there's kind of two Christmases. It's the NFL draft and then our rookie draft. Right. And if you trade your first round pick for a stud before that happens, then your, I see. your Christmas comes early. I see. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. The league is uh, somewhat calm. Yeah. Which I'm, means you're all absolutely shook. I can tell. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Paul. You went from considering DeAndre Swift 
for two firsts to acquiring Saquon Barkley for two firsts. That's a strong turnaround. That is how you build a dynasty right there. Are you concerned about Dabble's offense at all and how Saquon will be used? Well, I I might have been if they showed me or gave me reason to be this offseason. But once this draft happened and they didn't do that, I'm more concerned with Saquon holding out. That was going to be my next some question. Co- some contract. Kind of, some yeah. kind of contract problem. Um, but uh, I think you have to go for it if your team is in the position that mine was in. Yeah. And if there was ever a prospect to to do that, not even a prospect, he's, he's ever established. established stud to think will have a little bit more longevity than most, it's probably him. And you you definitely took advantage of a, a dynasty manager fatiguing out on a prospect. You know, Saquon has been up and down, and he looks to be on that upswing, and some people are just tired and they want to make moves, they're getting bored, they're going to give you a discount just because they're bored of their roster, they want some action, they want some change, and I think you took advantage of that very well. I hope so. I certainly hope so. Okay, Paul. So now that you've showed us how to properly utilize draft capital, as well as take advantage of another league mate's sorrows, you may have it, I have a more serious question for you, Paul. You to tell me no better yet stand up and tell the class what do you want to do with your life i want to mock mock i want to I want to mock, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, nothing better than the rookie mock draft episode, folks. Welcome in I can be as loose and fast with this as I want today because I no longer have a first-round pick, as we just learned. And I'm hype, Trip. I'm hype. As you can maybe tell, uh, I am also potentially a rock star. <laughs> I know the audience didn't know, but that was me on that drop. Yeah, Saquon Bar- Barkley turned you into potentially a dynasty star and a rock star all, all in one. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got about 150 pounds to lose to really work that stage, but we'll figure it out (laughs) later. Um, Very excited for this episode. Very excited to see how this plays out. Ton of parity in these prospects and in this draft. So I'm very excited to see how you and I rank them, how we prioritize them, where they fall. I think this could go a number of ways. Um, There are two numbers that... I think will be very predictable ways. (laughs) Uh, Numbers one and two, as they have been. But, you know, we did a, uh, we call it intuition versus education. And a couple episodes ago, we did our intuition rookie mock draft. And I would encourage the audience to go back and listen to that episode because it will educate you as to things have, how things have changed if you succeed that episode with this episode. Plus, the champ is here. What's going on, Will? How are you? Oh. You know, going, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Will? 
What's going on? <laughs> Not much. I'm glad we have you here because uh, you don't have a first-round pick. Paul doesn't have a first-round pick. And I have the right. second overall pick. So we don't really have to battle each other for what are we going to do in the first round this year. So we'll really be able to fully disclose our feeling on these prospects. Yeah, and hopefully not be intensely disappointed by essentially missing out on most of this first round. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, Will, but it's kind of – it's not that I think it's this great class. I'm actually glad if there was ever a class, you know, to miss out on. I This one's okay. But, like, I'm going to be so bored. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be bored, but uh, I, I agree. As I was uh, looking at some of these rookies, I mean, I don't have the first round pick. I have a second and two thirds, and I'm not mad at that because I feel like there's going to be a lot of value in this draft. Mm, I, was I feel hoping like there's not a lot. I, I'm not a lot. Of, not a lot of hits in the first round. I don't think. I was hoping you were going to say you were not excited about it and you might want to trade me one of those third round picks. But, uh, all right, whatever. You know. Well, I've got a... Uh, Paul's got a fancy wheel over here. Yeah, so... It's like, it looks like Wheel of the Fortune. <laughs> Trip doesn't think I'm creepy at all. He came into my house and I have a dark room with a projector with a giant spinning wheel game wheel on it. Like, I might be trapping him in some sort of saw like nightmare but um it's actually how we're going to decide the order that the three of us get to pick in today so um will by the sound effects i'm about to deliver here you should probably know what's taking place but there is a, a basically a pie graph and we each have a third of it and this mm. spin right here will determine who gets the first pick you hear that? Spinning, mm-hmm. my, spinning my giant wheel. And the wheel just oh, it's you're you're the winner. A fucking course. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What does this guy now win? Yeah. So actually, before we continue, we should just mention to the audience that if you're new to a new listener, Will's yeah, been on our podcast especially before. especially if you're a new listener, Will is Will is our three time champion, and this is. Not easy to do in Dynasty. Like it, this guy wins at things. So we're Trip and I have to strategize above and beyond the level of normal <laughs> humans because we're up against a guy that like predicts the Bengals Super Bowl run. Like this shit is. We were not. We're not making this up. So anyway, sorry to hype you up a, a whole lot and give you a whole lot to live up to with this pick. Will I'll let you go ahead and make yeah. it now. Well, as I said, the first round is not full of a lot of hits, but with the first overall, it's the the most likely to hit out of any of them, and it's not even a question. It's Bijan Bijan Robinson with the first overall. Yep. Yeah, it's easy. This one's this one's a no brainer. It's almost bad luck to get the first pick, actually, because right. there's not much to say. So we'll just keep it rolling. Uh, I'm gonna take you out of my pie chart. So uh, trip. It's just you and me now. All right, let's do it. You know, for the first loser position. Um, I actually hope it's you because. Oh, that last tick went over <laughs> your side. 
I was going to say, I hope it's you because you actually have to draft here. So this does put you in a nice little bind. I think this is probably like the third time the mock draft has given me the second pick. And I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs again for all the reasons we talked mm-hmm. about last episode. I love the offensive line. I love the high octane offense. I love the dink and dunk quarterback. I love their offensive coordinator. Uh, I think he's going to get peppered with targets and carries. Uh, my only concern is um, they compare him to Kamara and they compare him to CMC. Those players definitely carry the rock a lot more than he does. And mm. the way they describe using him, you don't really see gadget players succeed long-term in the NFL. So I do, I do hope that he is used as a pass-catching running back and not this like gadget-type player yeah i would be i actually think the concern is the lines if you like if you ask me what my concern is with jameer gibbs it's my blanket statement is the history of the detroit lions and the curse of barry sanders and i can't explain (laughs) to you how but if they're and and i'm i'm nitpicking right like we're nitpicking on a guy that was drafted 12 overall and his draft capital answers a lot of questions about you know, his usage plus Dan Campbell's coming in and he's a run first, hard nose, you know, Mm -hmm. smash mouth football kind of coach. All of that stuff bodes well for Jameer Gibbs, except for will he be used enough as a pass catching back? Sort of what kept DeAndre Swift down combined with a little bit of injuries, but, you know, the guy took him 12 overall and says he plans to utilize him in all recent reports. But (laughs) if there was that one thing, you know, to loom in the back of your mind. Just lurk there, eat at you a little bit. Might be that. But I do think he's the uh, second overall dynasty uh, no question. player yeah. in, this, in this draft. Absolutely. So I, with all the concern, the upside, and um, like you, you mentioned the draft capital, I mean, I just I think you have to take that number two. Yeah. So I will. Um, I will get to uh, spin this wheel just with only myself <laughs> on it, and uh, it'll no even sound effects it anymore. Even, it, only, it, it doesn't even click as many times. It only clicks once, and what do you know? I won. Uh, hey. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is where it gets interesting. I believe it does. You know, and I am not as high on JSN as a lot mm-hmm. of people are. Um, I mm-hmm. think him and Addison are mega close. Yes. And mm-hmm. so closer so, by the day. Yeah. And like, to me, I've been an Addison guy and I'm taking him at three. So, Can't be mad at that. you yeah. know, switch, yeah, good pick. switching it up. Uh, I just think that, We've seen that role on the Vikings succeed. You know Jamar Jefferson is going to get a ton of, co- you know, every double coverage that people yep. decide to to go with. And, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's just all about creating separation. He's that wiry, you know, jerk you out of your shoes kind of player. He reminds me, yep. he reminds me a little bit of like, he reminds me a little bit of Deshaun Jackson at Cal. A little bit. Better yeah. route runner. Yeah, better, way better all route around route, route all around mechanic. Player. And yeah. I, I agree with you. I think you're going to start seeing that switch from JSN to Addison. A lot of these dynasty drafts, they run the offense through the receivers. So many vacated targets. Kirk Cousins accurate. You know, Kevin O'Connell 
pass happy offense. Yeah. The, didn't the stage is the, set. Didn't invest in the running game in any way in the offseason. Yeah. Everybody thought they would. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, Will, you're up in number four, my back, friend. Back to me. So this is another interesting pick. Um, <laughs> because of what we've already mentioned about the uh, scarcity of top dynasty players in the first round and honestly I don't have a first round pick as I mentioned but if I did I would just try to take a guy that just could potentially hit with with the most upside I'd say and I would never I don't think I've ever done this or if I don't know what the highest did I take a I'll just go with the pick so So Anthony Richardson, I'm taking Anthony oh! Richardson. Oh, and I just said this. He's I was, Richardson. I just mouthed that to Trip. I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna go there." So no, I kind of. All right, this is different. So, yeah, I think I picked. I want I might have taken. I'd have to check back at the previous drafts. I might have taken a quarterback at ten before. I, I don't know if that's the Justin Fields at ten. What's that? You took Justin Fields at 10. Joe Burrow yeah, was that's what I, in the that, beginning that's what I, of the second round. So those are the two highest right. quarterbacks in our drafts. And that was another situation where, was it, was I coming off my first or second chip? I forget. But my roster did have a lot of holes that I was like, you know what, here we go. We'll go with uh, Justin Fields. I agree. Uh, still holding on to him. If so, I had remembered yeah, so, that you invested that pick in him, I would have given you a better offer the other day for him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was actually considering it still, but... Uh, yeah, oh, I didn't uh, skimp on it. It was like a couple seconds. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it was it was nice. I, I just... Uh, I was drinking a lot at the time, and I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I, couldn't, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't trust myself pulling the trigger on that uh, exploding offer. Yes, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> I just want to pause because the audience has gotten a couple of uh, really good pieces of Dynasty strategy advice built into your, your sentiments here. The first one is ceiling and upside is a good thing to look at and let guide your final decisions, especially Mm -hmm. when you have a complete team already. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is that you really shouldn't accept trades, even if they're good when you're absolutely blackout drunk. So (laughs) anyway, but yeah, what, what what a pick. I mean, I see your logic here. You don't want to, you don't want to with your first round picks. Yeah, I think he might end up being, from all the things I'm hearing, he might end up being the best quarterback in the draft. I don't like Bryce Young really at all. I I get the hype, but I don't really like him. It was either Richardson or C.J. Stroud for me there, and I went went Richardson. Yeah, Will, I I agree with you. I've had Richardson as my number one um, dynasty quarterback since this process Mm -hmm. started, and I've had C.J. Stroud as my favorite, like um, just – real life in game game winner passing down the field move the ball so i, like I already them. said yeah i already said before i think in our in our uh, dynasty chat that uh this was maybe a month or two months ago whatever like when cj stroud was still considered over bryce young i believe at the time and i told and i was saying the panthers are gonna Bust with Bryce, <laughs> <laughs> and, I still, and I still believe it. I still uh, believe Dynasty it. Nostradamus, I, what I, can we say? I like Charlotte as a city. My my brother and my cousin live down there, and I've been to some Panthers games, and you know they've got. I but I just feel like bad for that organization because there's something 
I don't know if it's the rapey keep pounding slogan that they use, but there's <laughs> there's just something about it that just it does feel like it's not going to work out for them. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. There's yeah. some old I don't know. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's also some, some old disdain from Eagles fans. You know, they, oh, yeah, they, they, they've broken yeah. our hearts a few times when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, so. you're right. That's some, what I was at that, that NFC Championship game in uh, 2004. Yeah. They've had yeah. some powerhouse teams, so yeah. they, they've yeah. done it in our lifetime. It's just been a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Trip, you're up. Pick five. Well, that makes my pick quite boring. Uh, like we said before, <laughs> I, you don't, you don't want to miss in the first round, and – I don't think there's any left, uh, so I'll take the one that I think has the best best percentage chance of hitting, and that's JSN. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both under contract for two more years. So yeah. if I'm picking in the middle of the draft right here, mid-tier team, um, it's mm-hmm. not going to help me right away, so I'm not excited about it. But because of the team he went to, I'm getting mm-hmm. premier talent later than I normally would in the draft. So uh, sure. I'm not like super excited about right now, but it's a smart dynasty investment long-term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. I, I agree. agree. Um, let's just keep it moving. I'm, I'm going Quentin Johnston. Wow. Oh yeah. Actually, um, you did yeah. have him high. Yeah. I had him third on my wide receiver receiver rankings. Um, mostly I love the landing spot. Justin Herbert can sling it, and I think if I, when you watch him play at TCU and you watch him play in the national title game in the college football playoff, you you see highlights. The, the skills are there. You see, like you know, a Julio esque college performance, poor, poor man's you know version. Um, <laughs> And maybe it's the dreads. I don't know. You know, they're the exact same length, and they. But it, but I, the way he moves reminds me a little bit of him. I'm seeing more Sidney Rice than it's, Julio Jones. If you want to talk about <laughs> dread cops, maybe maybe so. Um, I don't think he's that bad though. I think he definitely can run routes better, and he's got that like hip movement where he can get his hips low and change direction and come out of a break and take you know a turnaround curl route or a screen pass inside mm-hmm. for a long game. And if that can translate to the NFL, he's an absolute stud. My thing yeah. with him is you watch him and you sort of feel like the ceiling has been hit and wonder whether or not he can break through and actually that there is this like higher level that he can take this to to make all of those things work for him at the NFL level. So we'll see. He's got great guys to learn from in San Diego. His ability to catch the ball is poor. He does not catch the ball well. His contested catch rate is poor. His drop rate is high. You see him get those Todd Pinkston alligator arms at times. So that is... That is burned in my brain right now, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm staying away from him unless he falls. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, I get I get it. I, I falls can, how much? Falls how far? Like this is, I mean, this is might be a point in the draft to take him. Yeah, we are at six. Uh, I would take him back into the first. There's other players I, w- I would probably take before him. Huh? All right, all right. Well, 
we'll find out in two picks who those other players might have been. <laughs> I'm hoping uh, I get both of them. But right now, you're up, Will. And see, so this so this point in the draft, uh, so was, this is seven, the seventh pick? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay, so, yeah, this point in the draft, it's I feel like it's a terrible spot to be in. Yeah. Well, you heard me floundering around Johnston. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm like over here at Trips Grill. I'm like, dude, I know. But like, what, what else is there? <laughs> you, you get to this point, and the tiers of players kind of get a little muddied. You know, they're not. I don't think that the tiers are that. Yeah, they're, uh, they're slippery. <laughs> you yeah. can fall from one they're to the next. They're not that rigid. They're, they're, yeah, the, the tiers are a little fluid. And so you could you could end up with a bust right here going at one of the quote-unquote top-ranked guys rather than maybe take maybe you know looking like you're reaching a bit at the time but maybe getting someone with some actual value. Um, That's what I should have done. For the sake, but for the sake of this uh, – and so, so right now I'm going with a tight end. Um, I know this draft had a lot of good ones, but I'm looking, uh, I'm looking for a guy that's going to do some damage right away. Um, and I like Michael Mayer. I'm going to take uh, Michael oh, Mayer. Wow. So the Raiders, da- Darren Waller's out of there. Um, yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's gonna gonna have some success with uh, with the Raiders. So I, I thought I thought for sure you were going Dalton Kincaid. So no, I, see, I don't. No, I, I so and maybe I'm misunderstanding Dawson Knox's situation. Um, I don't. I don't. How, I don't think you are. I mean, I that's. I think you're headed down a the right path of concern with with him. If there was right, one. and I'm so that's and because of yeah because of that questionable situation with uh buffalo's tight ends that that's the i do like dalton kincaid more but situationally i like michael mayer um over him so that's that's why that's we bring you on will interesting yeah. stuff interesting stuff all right all right you heard it here first you heard that here first reasoning behind and you know what listen this is coming from a man who has won my dynasty respect over the last several years now. <laughs> gotta listen. Uh, you gotta listen because now. it's <laughs> it's and it's sound logic. Yeah, I mean there is the Dawson Knox thing, and people are, at the very least, what I take from that is don't ignore that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, especially if you've got. You know, and we'll get into this. Let's not go down this rabbit hole between the three of us here because I know the opinions <laughs> differ. But if you have a late August draft, <laughs> you're going to be watching this very closely and you'll be able yeah. to glean some insights as to whether or not. So, anyway, that'll be something to watch. Oh. If you see Michael Mayer shooting up draft boards, you know, Will, if he gets taken as high as seven in, 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 Either either in ADP or in our draft, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall off my freaking chair and bow down to you at the same time. He was up there before the pre-draft he process. Was. Like throughout the college season, he was number he one was tight the end, guy. first round dynasty yeah. pick. And people and not just that, but like people were comparing him to Gronk, like you know, the, the exaggerated inappropriately. Yeah, but <laughs> they were. Anyway, all right, Trip, you're up at eight, so yeah. Michael Mayer was not on my consideration. I have a kind of a cross sports comp for him, and then I switched it. Listening to people talk about him, watching him play, watching his strengths, he, he reminded me of like the big fundamental, like Tim Duncan just did everything right. And then I watched mm-hmm. him play, and he looked he, he looked more like a 
a bull in a china shop. He just gets the ball and is very disruptive. He breaks tackles. This is he mayor know- that you're talking mayor, about? Mayor, yeah. yeah. He knows where to be when he gets the ball. He's just uh, kind of a bully. So interesting prospect. Can't wait to see him. Uh, there's three players right now that I'm deciding between. <clears throat> and based on how this draft is going, I'm going to reach for one and hope my other two will be there later. later. Um, I'm going to go Zay Flowers. Not mm-hmm. super crazy about him as a prospect, but Rashad Bateman has been in and out. Um, OBJ is on a one-year contract. Mark Andrews gobbles up targets, but they have a mm-hmm. new offensive coordinator. Lamar Jackson is locked in. I think there's a higher PPR ceiling with him than any other player left in the draft, so I'm looking at a possible... Yeah wide receiver three for my team flex bench player who can be an asset for a long time zay i've been high on zay um that's a tough spot at eight um yeah i played the draft more than my own personal rankings and i'm feeling a little regretful already but we'll see how these next round of picks go (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you guys went mayor and flowers at seven and eight so I'm sitting here at nine, and the decision's difficult because I did not expect Dalton Kincaid and Zach Charbonnet to fall this far. Um, <laughs> Charbonnet, I expect to fall. I, I, yeah, I guess. Um, in the end, though, you yes, like it was high draft capital, and he's talented, so it may he may get enough run, you know. Um, but that is a big concern. Um, I think I am probably turning my attention towards raw ceiling here that in this scenario. And because mm-hmm. of, of the competition with Charbonnet, I'm going Dalton Kincaid. Damn it. I do think there's a chance that he can uh I do think there's a chance that he can take over that backfield and uh and kind of be the guy. I also really love him. Uh, I'm high on Kincaid. I think he's, when I watch his college tape, I felt like like this is a guy that has a chance to be the next dominant tight end in the league. Yeah, the route running. Smooth. Speed, man. The the guy's fast and crisp in the routes. I thought more so than any of the other tight ends in the the, uh, rookie class this year. And... You know, he, he ain't a blocker. Yeah. And they throw the ball a lot in Buffalo. Um, I'm not as scared of Dawson Knox no. as, as others. I think there's room for both of them. And Kincaid does not, like, fluid, smooth are the words that <clears throat> just keep coming to mind. Like, his his route doesn't stop when he reaches up for the ball. His route doesn't stop when he changes directions. He's just always moving towards the spot, always moving towards the ball. Um, reminds me a little bit of a uh, like a Cooper Cup style tight end where he just like is constantly moving the right direction at high speed, high pointing the ball without stopping for a second. It's impressive. If you haven't watched the Utah tape of Dalton Kincaid, go watch it. It's pretty. He you can kind of just tell he's got a little bit more to him uh, in the routes, um, but you do got to be able to block to get on the field in the NFL and. You know, there is some experience there for the Bills. So, anyway, pick 10. Will, you're up. Uh, we are doing 12 p- 
pick rounds, and we're going to roll through four of them today. Okay. And I'm uh, so this is 10 out of 12. That's what you said? Yep. Okay. Um, and you're doing four rounds. So I have, <clears throat> see, I thought this was, I was, I thought it was 10, so that, that I had a different 10 pick. So now you are on I got three, three, got three people I'm looking at. Do you want me to give you the guy that, um, I would take the guy that <laughs> that I think is going to end up getting taken because of his slippage right now, or do you want me to take the guy that would uh, fuck up the draft for the rest of the way? <laughs> <laughs> what would the champ do? Are, is the last one and the first one the same? The guy that you would take? No. <laughs> no. The, 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 the first one is who I think is the best available. The last one is a guy who I, he's probably, probably don't need to take him here, but he, from what I'm hearing in his situation, he could end up doing some damage. Um, Pretend you're playing for your dynasty life. Will. what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. My dynasty life. Yeah. Roll with, I would probably roll with whoever you think is going to be the best player. Well then, um, I feel like I am an, Echo or not an echo, but a little bit of deja vu. Maybe that's not even the term either, but I'm going with uh, CJ Stroud right here. Good call. With the 10th pick. Good call. Uh, like, I, like I said, I already, I, I, he's already kind of still my number one uh, quarterback, like safety wise, but I picked Anthony Richardson earlier because I just the upside, um, yeah, right, uh, right. the hit factor. That's why I took him there. But uh, so at ten, I'm going CJ, CJ Stroud. I think he's the best on the board. Um, I'm all you know, a big Damian Pierce fan. Um, I think <laughs> the Houston Texans are not. Maybe maybe this might be my <laughs> some some naivete for me, but I, I think the Texans are on their way to uh, doing some things. So I uh, actually I grabbed... agree with you, man. I think they're an organization on the come up. I think so, yeah. there's some opportunity there. I think there's a yeah. little bit of a recipe for success brewing down in Houston. And they got, they got Bobby trees over there. Nico Collins <laughs> showed some things. John Mechie coming back from uh, his health issues. Um, yeah. Dalton Schultz over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't CJ Stroud. Nice, yeah. nice. I get it. I mean, I think he's the dynasty player yeah. of the Texans. Yeah. Tone. Right. And the methods, the, the methodology behind your pick, I think, is similar to, you know, our th- aligned with our thoughts, I should say, on this mm-hmm. class. Right. Which is like, yeah. you know, there are running backs on the board right now. There's Charbonnet. There's Kendra Miller. There's Devin A. Chain, who went to a great scenario situation. But yeah. it is uh, just I not panned out. I think you can get them deeper. I think you can get a lot of a lot of the running backs that you probably want. I think you can get deeper in the draft. So that's why I'm just uh, right. I think so. Far. I think so too. Like last year, we had guys like Pacheco, and it was mm-hmm. more, yep. more, more rare to find that. I think if there was right. ever a class where you were going to find diamonds in the rough in late rounds, especially at the running back position, after the way the NFL draft pound, that panned out, it's this mm-hmm. one. Um, yep. So anyway, Trip, you're up at eleven. You gonna take any of these running backs or what? Are you still gonna leave them <laughs> on the board for us? Well, Paul, you know, these mid tier, <laughs> these tier three backs are just slipping. 
Well, Paul, <laughs> my only issue with the um, abundant amount of running backs is that there's more running backs than there are running back situations available in the NFL. So while there Correct. may be 20 talented running backs here, I don't know that there's 20 openings for them to flourish and get carries and produce and yep. give you dynasty points. So when I was picking at pick eight, um, <clears throat> I actually had Dalton Kincaid as the top of my board, but I was hoping because Michael Mayer went, Will wouldn't pick a tight end. You wouldn't pick a tight <laughs> end and he would follow me, but he didn't. That's okay. Uh, uh, and yep. I said, there were two other players that I was choosing between Zay flowers was actually the third and number two on my board at that point was Kendra Miller. I'm really excited oh, about this player. Okay, all right, all right. Um, a, a late riser a la um, Jonathan Mingo, but a lot more on tape than Jonathan Mingo. One of the youngest running backs in this draft class by far, drafted to an organization. Mm. organization, organization he went to the Saints, and the Saints <laughs> have showed that they will – give a running back a solid dynasty career. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Pierre Thomas, they give running back mm -hmm. contracts. So they've already said they want to use him. He's already like stated he's coming for that number one spot. Love the tape, pass catching, blocking, running, breaking tackles, everything. Uh, really, mm -hmm. really a fan of this prospect, and I think it's solid uh, value at pick 11. Jumping Charbonnet yeah, I, and A-Chain. Yeah, I like... Uh, yeah, I like him uh, as a dynasty pick definitely uh, this year. I mean, obviously Alvin Kamara, and he's he's got a he's got a hot Mr. SpongeBob Jamal Williams too if he wants to see some playing time. So uh, I don't know if he's as slippery as that dude, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I like I like his future. I like his future prospects definitely. He does seem like the guy from a pro profile aspect. Just you know, twenty years old coming into the league, six foot two twenty. All mm. the all the production in college, he does check all the boxes as a guy who will emerge in two three seasons yeah. as potentially that guy. Big fan, yeah. Also, also coming off the injury, not don't forget that. So true, um, true. He needs he needs to get healthy, but it wasn't that yeah. serious, was it? What was uh? Um, uh, I'm not an MCL injury. I know I know it's an MCL. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. It prevented him from participating in the combine or the pro day. Um, it wasn't. I don't think it was a tear, though. Anyway, look that look that up if you're thinking about taking Kendra Miller. Also, check out Alvin <laughs> Kamara's contract and what they gave to Jamal Williams because that'll give you a little bit of an indication of when your guy might take the uh, the prime seat there in that running back room. Um, Kendra Miller, MCL sprain. Yeah. Okay. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine yeah. by September. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, uh, the Jamal Williams thing is what scares me about his prospects for this season. Um, yeah. I do think that that's, that's a short term situation for him. And I think he's probably one of the higher upside guys. I mean, you'd think yeah. purely talent wise, I think Charbonnet has him, uh, by, yeah. by a hair. Um, but then he goes to where Walker is and. <laughs> It just ruins everybody's day. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. This is pick 12. Um, so I am on the clock. And I'm looking at a couple of different guys here who really I'm not super excited about, uh, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Uh, I know this has sort of become a theme here. Um, but 
I almost I almost want to go for the all or nothing pick with this. Um and ah, man, it's just it's tough because for me, like it's is it Bryce Young because there is the most potential there. Guy was number one mm-hmm. pick in the draft. I'm just mm-hmm. not. I'm just not a believer. Um, yeah. So I'm going logic. I'm going with Zach Charbonnet just on the talent that he's bringing to the table. <laughs> I knew yeah. that your uh, your tried and true methods would come out in that pick, and you would eventually come back to <laughs> the big running back. <laughs> <laughs> Always take a big running back. Yeah, I mean, when all else fails, and listen, getting in him at twelve. If something happens to Kenneth Walker, oh yeah, you know you. Oh, yeah. And Charbonnet is a second con- contract running back. He's going to get opportunity at one point in his career. Yeah. You would think, right? Exactly. Yeah. You would. You oh yeah. Know, right. That's I like that term, second contract running back. That means and Seattle you, that means runs. I mean, they, they, yeah. <laughs> um, Seattle runs the rock. Right. Exactly. They run the football. That wraps up round numero uno. We're heading into uh, what is, in my opinion, you know, where championships are really won. You know, the mm-hmm. the the battlefield, the the trenches, the the, mm-hmm. the real meat and potatoes of oh, yeah. dynasty drafting, which is round two. Oh yeah. Um. Pick twelve in uh, the. First round was made by yours truly. Um, here in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football, we are not snake drafting. So, Will, you're up with uh, pick number one in round two. And just to do a quick recap for the people, and because we don't have the best short-term memories either, that <laughs> this is who has been selected. Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, Anthony Richardson, JSN at five, Johnston at six, Mayer at seven, Zay Flowers eight, Dalton Kincaid nine, CJ Stroud at 10, Kendra Miller at 11, and Zach Charbonnet at 12. You saw what I think a lot of the Dynasty community may consider a few reaches and a few slips in that first round. I'm going to be really interested to look back a year from now and see how did that shake out and were some of those actually the right picks? Because I, what a lot of people tend to do is fall victim to what's out there. What are all everybody's rankings? And the reality is I think like an Anthony Richardson at four, you may look back on this draft and say he could have been one. Yeah. And right now people are saying, Oh my God, they let him get taken so high at four. So don't discount our rankings, folks. This could be how it goes down. Make sure you do your film study, listen to the podcast, listen to the champ take a pick at 201. <laughs> All right. So now top of the second round. Uh, I'm still not trying to get too crazy because, uh, like I said, there's still value to be had later. But right now I'm looking at a couple of guys, just their situations. Um One's a receiver, one's a running back. I think I'm going to go 
Uh, no, nah, fuck those guys. <laughs> I love that. So, folks, we do this live so that you can hear the internal plight. <laughs> so I'm going Jack Evans, uh, running back. Wow. Um, yeah, behind uh, behind only Cam Akers, who doesn't have a great uh, health history. Um, yeah, going. And I've heard a lot of good reports from. Uh, the organization about him. So I'm going Zach Evans right there. Wow. Somebody they took way late. Um, yeah. In what was it? The sixth round of the draft. They yep. do have Kyron Williams still on the roster as well. Any, any concern yeah. about Kyron getting, getting past catching? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, from what I've heard, I, I, the only concern from what I've heard, it would be Cam Akers. I, I haven't heard that much, uh, favoritism towards Kyron Williams to make me consider that um, a, uh, a, a hurdle or an obstacle. Interesting. Uh, Zach, Zach Evans, somebody who was a, a you know, four or five star recruit coming out of high school, highly there talented. Dijon, yeah. um, people, you know, and a lot of times that, that does mean, end up meaning something. Um, had a little bit of an injury thing in college and ends up transferring to Ole Miss. I, I mean, the, the raw talent is there. Yeah. Um, he yeah. just he just seems to – the fact that he hasn't been able to put it together yet would scare me away. And I, I think mm-hmm. I'm – you know, as I, I own Cam Akers, so a little, <laughs> little bias. <laughs> little bias here. But he Full is – I am not – yeah, yeah. I am not the only one saying that he may have a little bit of a bounce back year. I guess whatever it was that him and McVay had going on got worked out at some point. So um, – Okay. But I I like what you're doing, and I think the people have to pay attention because this is another guy with just pure ceiling pick. Like this is just yeah. a pure ceiling pick. And opportunity, di- yeah. yeah. And I love that at this point, like Will's just throwing darts. He doesn't. Even, I feel like you don't even care where you are at. Right now. I feel like there that could have been ten different guys, yep. and you went yeah. like, "This is the slightly better bet." So anyway. Trip, who's your yeah. who's your slightly better bet <laughs> round two? And this this is the year, right, where you're gonna look back and see so much variability across leagues and where these players are taken because it's madness. Zach Evans is going in the fourth round in some of these drafts. You know, absolute so madness. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on the player you like though if you if yeah. you think he's gonna be. I just did a mock and Zach Evans wasn't picked. Yeah. He was undrafted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It was a four round ten team mock. It was forty picked. He was undrafted. All right. Trip. Who you got? I said I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> I love this. this yeah. how, uh, I said I wasn't going to be that guy. Dynasty life we live. I was going to go with all the safe picks and just build this really <laughs> solid roster. But I got to go with right the now. uber high ceiling and take the Mike McDaniel running back. Devin a. With all the speed. <laughs> <laughs> Draft capital. Speed. You know, well, before the draft, we talked about if there was one landing spot you want a running back to go, it is the Miami Dolphins. And Devin A. Chain uh-huh. was this high prospect. But for some reason, I think it's just where he got drafted, you get this really highly touted prospect in this ideal landing spot. And for some reason, his ADP is falling afterwards. And I think people are a little scared um, just because – they don't really stick with running backs, and I get it. But I have seen Mike McDaniel fall in love with you know his guys, the Jeff Wilsons, the Raheem Mostert's, kind of the cast-offs. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. So for him to take somebody this high, if he can make it work, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a wild card. It's a wild card, but there's, there's <laughs> such a high ceiling. I, I, I can't let it fall any further. All right. All right. I um, still, after much deliberation, and planting my foot in the anti-aging camp. <laughs> um, I just am not there with it. Uh, I, I just don't see such a small back. He packs that punch. He runs hard for a small back. You know who which... else packs a punch? The the single index finger <laughs> of a 315-pound 6'6 defensive <laughs> lineman that can run a 4'640". When that guy hits you, and when every guy on the field is that guy, when he yeah. hits you with that paw, and you're under 190, science literally <laughs> proves you go down, and that's my yeah. problem. And I might be exaggerating a little bit here, guys. So, you know, <laughs> he, but but I, that's my reasoning behind it. So it might behoove me to draft him in real life, seeing that I have both Mostert and. Uh, Jeff Wilson, so uh, might have to consider that. Too. Now that's a good point. That's a different scenario. <laughs> he's not going to fall to you in our draft, I don't think. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to go high or too. higher. I think he'll go. I think he will go higher than than. He's this, this is pick fourteen. He's a freaking track star. That one cut, boom, gone out of here. Defense is already has the top off from Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. They got they got a plan. Catches for him. a palm to the torso on the way. Um. Boomer bust. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely. I mean, I'm all right. So I'm kind of happy with the last two picks. I'm also kind of like, oh man, who do I who do I want between <laughs> between all of these people that you left? Me, you know, um, yep. There's there in my head. I have. I was for the same reasons as a chain. I was down on downs. This mm. is this is recorded in a previous episode. I'm coming around. A little bit, and it, it puts him into consideration. Here. Come on around, Paul. Come um, all the way around. I do. I just like. Come the, on down. I like the. I, I always am a sucker for a good family football history, and he does have that, and he has football like movement that looks like it's advanced, and so it shows. The size worries me about him ever becoming that guy, but here I'm sitting at two three. It feels like the value becomes a little more right there for a guy like that. Um, but, but, oh, is this allowed? I think I'm gonna pull Will's strategy here instead and take a look at that dart throw situation and all the little balloons on the dart game and say to myself, you know, I'm really kind of feeling. This guy's ascension, and like if there was one that was gonna find his way to the top of the running back crapshoot, if you will, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it might just be Roshan Johnson. Okay, Paul picks another big running back. Is, <laughs> is who I'm taking. At three and trip is not wrong. That is <laughs> tried and true method. Another another big running back. Yeah, you know, I just saw you guys take a chain, and I was like, all right, well, now I gotta gotta reel this back in. Um, I'm not upset with my Zach Charbonnet Roshan Johnson combo over the last two picks because 
I'm just looking. Here's what I'm doing, Trip. I'm beginning with the end in mind. One of the seven highly effective habits of couch GMing, might I add. Um, because when I look at the running back leaderboard over the last several years, and I think to myself, I want a guy who's going to take me to a title who can do that. Like the top two running backs that are 200 pounds, Austin Eckler and CMC. 200 pounds. Yeah. Look at the rest of the class, though. Like, if you look at some of these guys, some of these running backs, they're under 200 pounds. And if you also look at the top ADP right now, you've got Jonathan Taylor, 220. You know, Bryce, Bryce Hall, 220. Kenneth Walker, 210. Josh Jacobs, 215. Like... Travis Etienne, maybe one of the smaller, 215. Derrick Henry, 247. <laughs> Nick Chubb, 227. Even your smaller back, Tony Pollard's 209. So I just, you know, Najee Harris from Andre Stevenson, DeAndre Swift is a 215-pound back. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to keep reading them off. Damian Pierce, Javante Williams, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins. Miles Sanders, 210. Aaron Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Alvin Kamara. Like, give me one of those guys that's as small as a 190, 195. None of them are under 200 pounds. Except for the top two. Who No. CMC and Eckler. CMC's 205 and Eckler's 200. Get out of here. <laughs> 185 is not going to do it in the league. This this will be documented, folks. <laughs> hey, I didn't take A-Chain in the first round. I'm not super high on him, but at this low in the draft, I'm happy to take that super high ceiling. I'm not saying he's a safe prospect at all. He's clearly not. I'm just a fan of poundage, guys. <laughs> I like to eat myself. I like to put them on. I like them on my team. That's what this is about. Anyway. All right, well. That's my rant. I'm sorry. We're supposed to be moving The quickly. clock has ended. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you tune in, folks. These heated debates over pounds. Um, so, so I'm up? <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> so the guy I'm taking is the guy who I said, fuck that guy last time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and when I say his name and the TV's on, you'll understand why. But I just love uh, – it's another situational pick. I love uh, – I feel like he could uh, he could make make some noise pretty quickly because of where he's at, and that's uh, Jalen Hyatt, receiver uh, that, with the Giants. That, that was well. going to be the other person I potentially took. I thought I could wait until it came back around to me. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah just like I said, I mean, who, who's – Who's who's taking balls for them? Who's, who's the receiver for them? You know, so, yeah, right. You got Galladay. I, I said Darius Slayton helped me help me uh, in in a couple leagues last year because that's that was it. That was all they had. Um, yeah. But uh, and not still not a fan of Danny Dimes uh, because of the team he plays for, and I just don't think he's that good. <laughs> but, um, Let's. Uh, you know? This feels like the appropriate time to pause for a short. Uh, <laughs> Go birds. <laughs> um, Go birds. <laughs> yes. We just have to, you know, keep our loyalties where they where they are. Um yeah. as we talk up this Giants draft pick, because he is a good <laughs> draft pick. I think it's a good selection. I think if there's 
any receiver that's being overlooked a little bit right now, it's him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, uh, pre-draft, we did our wide receiver rankings. I actually had him fourth overall. Yeah. Um, I but really love his ability story. to separate at the end of the routes when the ball's in the ear, when the ball's in the air. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, yeah, he's, he, people say that he's in this manufactured offense, but he's emerged unlike other players who are in manufactured offenses. I think let's uh, hope he separates quickly too. If there's balls in his ear, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sorry, I had to, I had to fair. (laughs) Fair. Could have said another orifice and that would have been a little worse. So it was not that bad. (laughs) Love the pick. The only reason I did not pick him last time is because I thought he would fall to me, but he has not. Um, So, I'm really stuck between two players. Um, I'm going to have to go with my third-ranked receiver when we did our receiver rankings, and that's Josh Downs. Paul already talked about him a lot. I think he's an animal. He's a dog. He's a worker. He's a team player. He's got character. He's got skill. He's got leadership. He just checks all the boxes except for... And I said I wasn't going to do this, but now I'm taking both players that are undersized. <laughs> I was trying to build the roster with more solid, uh, safer picks, but Paul takes them really high, and the high ceilings fall. So I'm going to capitalize on that, and I love the match making with him and Anthony Richardson, both being rookies, both coming in ready to work. So um, I'm excited for the career of Josh Downs. I think he can be a PPR asset for a long time. The, the weight of our draft class is starting to represent the weight distribution in this room where we're podcasting <laughs> from. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, but you know, that's a great point, right? You got to keep an eye out for what your opponents are doing, where they might be overlooking or overvaluing and, and capitalize on that. Um, especially in real time while you're on the clock, it's, uh, it's something that takes a certain, uh, you know, air of experience if, if you will. Um, <laughs> So Jalen Hyatt at four. So this is an interesting second round. Zach Evans, Devin A. Chain, Roshan Johnson, Jalen Hyatt. Josh um, Downs. Josh Downs. Yeah. Sorry. Prop forgot to write the last pick down. Good job, Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So that uh, puts me up at six. And the wide receivers, I feel like at this stage, um, you're you're looking at a couple of guys with good situations in Mingo, Mims, Rice, um, but maybe questioning a little bit talent-wise. And to me, with what is left on the board, I I think this is a no-brainer a little bit um, because I think Bryce Young, at this pick, Round two, pick six, six represents definitely the highest potential ceiling and upside. So I thought you were going to go with your guy Rice for sure. You had him ranked very high before the draft. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I, I think I mentioned also that after Quinton Johnston, there was a very large teardrop. You did, and I just am still. Hyatt and Downs have Hyatt and Downs have have risen for me. Um, I, I don't, don't think you've taken a receiver, Paul. Oh, Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Addison at three. Oh, you did. Okay. So, so you know, I'm just, Bryce Young, 
Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, he's top three at his position in this draft, and he was taking one overall, and we're the whole way down at 2-6. I'm liking him over those guys that, you know, again, they're in good situations, but I'm not really sure on them. Um, good value. You know, like Tripp said, I, I do like Rice. I think he's a big-body guy. I think super raw prospect. Um, you know, for him to end up being dominant at Kansas City, that that's a long-term play that you, that you would invest, I think, a later selection in. QB safe here. Yeah, so I'm going QB safe. You're up. All right, all right. Well, just uh, maybe we sh- maybe I should have clarified this before we started. But so I'm picking not as if these all these guys are on my team. Like we have three teams. I'm picking guys just you know based on uh, where we're at and who I think. Yeah. Uh, well, you best should. Available. Yeah, who's going to have the most dynasty value? Who's going to be the best player overall? Not specific to your roster. So, so right here, and I, I I say that to preface my pick because I'm going tight end again, Mister Sam Laporta. <laughs> nice, nice. With the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think a good the, value uh, here. With the departure of uh, uh, Hawkinson, I think he's you know he's set to take that. That number one spot there. I think we're starting to see this, you know, a trend shape up a little bit here mm-hmm. where it is a deep tight end and it's a deep quarterback class. Mm-hmm. And you did see if there, there's probably some more advanced statistical analysis of, of or analytical way of saying this, but the trend I'm trying to convey here is that you saw a lot of the running backs taken late, whereas you saw the bulk of the quarterback and the bulk of the tight end classes taken earlier oh, when really? it comes to NFL draft capital. Strong prospects. Um, and when you're talking about dynasty and bringing players onto your team as rookies, you do want to compare classes a little bit. And I put stock into, you know, a good player in a good class is better than a good player in a bad class. And, I think that's why we've seen, you know, we're at round two, pick seven. We've seen the top three tight ends off the board. We've seen the top three quarterbacks off the board. And they're going higher even in these mocks than maybe we thought. Yeah. And, you know, if you're having right. an early draft in Dynasty, you may <clears throat> want to think about, you know, you may you may want to brush off that notion that, oh, this is a reach. I shouldn't do it. You might want to take that guy. Yeah, it's, it's safe. And they, they have a much higher hit rate than these receivers and these running backs. Much higher hit rate. Yep. So, um, Longer time to pan out, but definitely, definitely higher hit rate, I think. And I think just generally higher ceilings at their positions. So Sam Laporta, great pick, Will. Yeah. Uh, Trip, you're up. Uh, round two, pick eight. Pillars of the roster. Um, yeah, they've gone appropriately. And the receivers and the running backs just echoing the same sentiment dart throws kind of woven in between these tight ends and quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's And I'm going to take another one, and uh, this is the first time, I think, where my guy has fallen to me, and that's going to be Ty Spears. At, um, Ty two, two lanes to, Spears. To the Tennessee well, Titans. Um, love Ty Spears. Yeah, and again, I end up with a smaller framed <laughs> prospect. He's over 200. Yeah, he's like 201, so but, you at least got over the threshold. So <laughs> the reason these players, I feel like, are falling to me is because um, they have to be outliers, but their production and their athletic profile, other than the weight and height, is just so elite. And he 
he is a high third round pick for a Mike Vrabel team. They don't have a lot of draft picks, so they spent draft capital on him and a high third round pick for a running back is almost like back into the first beginning of the second for other positions. So I see him as having a lot of value, not just this year, um, probably not as much this year with Derrick Henry, but I think he could potentially be again, a second contract running back. That draft capital actually has been shown to carry over to the second contract and it is very valuable. And he is like Kendry Miller, Pass catching, blocking, running, just prototypical all-around running back. I watch his tape, and he makes defenders look silly. So his uh, yeah. elusiveness is is pretty exciting. He did it yeah, at the Senior Bowl, too. Yeah. To anybody out there who has not seen tape of Tajay Spears, please do it immediately. Breaking some ankles. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I mean, let the running back run begin, I guess. Um, <laughs> I am going Izzy Abanacanda. Um, obviously, he's blocked here by Brees Hall, but I love me a pit prospect. Um, 20 years old and prototype, man. Like, I think that I'm really disappointed that he went to the Jets um, and he's got to contend with Brees Hall, but... Michael Carter, Zonovan Knight. Right. Honestly, I think this kid's going to beat those two guys out. I think you'll see him getting the rock behind Hall. I just think that that will prevent him from being dynasty fantasy relevant until he somehow breaks out of that. But at this point, I'm taking the talent. I'm taking the age because young, young guy, still a raw, raw prospect. But, you know, watch him run, man. I mean, he's a beast. So, I think uh, I think he'll be uh, blocked by the breeze, the beast for a little bit. But I like him on screens, manufactured touches. I feel like he lacks maybe a little wiggle to be consistently between the tackles. But get him the ball in space, and he's going to run by people and run them over. Yeah, speed and power, man. Yeah, for I mean, sure. And, and I think he does. You're right. Like he's got to develop that twitch a little bit. That cut, cut on a dime thing isn't his. He's no super shady. Strong. He's no shady. He's not the same, not the same pit running back that you got out of Sean McCoy, but he's a different kind of running back. He is a good north south, you know, get up the field straight line runner. He can beat you to the edge, um, and he can run you over. And he's twenty years old. Darren McFadden Cup, and, and the production at Pitt was there. Uh, and Pitt played a good schedule, man, and they had a, a, a team that competed at a high level. Um, and they put guys in the league, my friend. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, going Izzy there. Will, you're up. It's pick 10 in round two right now. Last three in the second round coming at you, and then we will uh, move to the real, real depths. Uh, get deep, down, <laughs> disgusting, dirty. All the things that nobody wants but needs to have. Anyway, go for it, Will. <laughs> okay, so with the 10th in the second round, <laughs> I'm going with the guy who uh, I think he ha- he might have some injury concerns, which is why he didn't even get drafted, I believe. Um, but another situational uh, upside pick, I'm going with Sean Tucker. Ah, with the butt. Paul's favorites. <laughs> son of a... Yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll always give Tripp credit for being on this before I was, because uh, if you go back enough episodes, you can hear 
Trip bring up Sean Tucker and me be like, uh, I don't know. That was almost like what, like that was when we were doing half the the next year's. Yeah, that's right. That was early twenty twenty four, which will be which will be coming at you with in a in an episode coming up soon because it is important. One of the reasons I felt comfortable trading out of this class was, and one of the reasons I considered that DeAndre Swift trade was because I liked the twenty twenty four class so much more. And when I acquired Saquon Barkley, I did not want to give up a 2024 first, but it was Saquon, so I had to get it done. But anyway, so uh, Sean Will, Tucker Will, is a great pick. Yeah, I have a question. Because um, you, you mentioned the, uh, the the location where he's playing and the opportunity. Is it yes. is it just the opportunity? Do you like this prospect both, um, or is it just like the Bucks are free game and he's got a good chance? So that's your dart throw. No, I, I no, I, lo- I love his ability. Um, I've been um, another guy. I've been hearing thing good things about, and um, so it's not just not just the location. I do. I I, I think he's legit. Uh, looking at the board, I think he would probably be my in the top three running backs left on the board um, from what I'm looking at. And out of those three, I just think he had the best situation. So. Um, I mean, Rashad White, I think, is his only real competition, and um, he doesn't excite me too much. No, so yeah. I'm I'm with you. I mean, Will, I was I was torn between Izzy and Tucker. I thought those are Paul's guys. I I had them <laughs> I had them as running backs three and four prior to the NFL draft on my okay. on my list, and obviously there there is some potential medical concern around Sean Tucker that. People yeah. seem to be kind of keeping a mystery and under wraps. <laughs> so that that you know led, to, I think, to his undrafted status. But I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, the path to production there is is clear, and I and yeah. I think the guy's a stud. I think this. I mean, if yeah. he's healthy, if he's healthy, he's their running back. And yeah, so exactly. why not take that shot right there? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, God, I think he's. I could be crazy, but he's a pretty young running yeah, back he's in young the class too. too, isn't he? Yep. Twenty one. Yep. I think it'll be twenty one when the C starts too. Twenty one years old, man. I think. I think you got to give give that pick a, a round of applause here, but uh, yeah, all I exchanged my drop with the round of applause for the old all. Uh, I want to mock things. So. <laughs> well done. Consensus, um, consensus A plus right there. Uh, so <clears throat> at this point in the draft. Uh, I'm tired of my dart throws. Um, <laughs> I'm just going with who has slipped the most, um, whose ADP is much higher than where we're taking this player. Um, and he has some competition in front of him, but the situation in which he was drafted leads me to believe that he's going to get used, and that's Marvin Mims Jr., uh, drafted to Denver. Sean Payne... Offensive mind of offensive minds. And also pretty egotistical from everything you hear and you see. You know, he blocks into players and wants to be the guy to be like, I picked him. He's great. I made him. I, I, made, I made him, him good. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they used their only high pick in the draft for Marvin Mims. Trip, can I just can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah. I also like to do that with players I draft onto my dynasty <laughs> team. I made them good. <laughs> it was me. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know how can you you know listen if you really hit on a prospect? Is there a better feeling? 
Yeah, you can play on Paul's arrogance when you try to trade with him too. So just listen to who he likes and then offer trades for those players. Uh, but yeah, Marvin Mims, he, he like Zach Evans, was this elite high school prospect, track star, incredible high school career. Some injuries, some quarterback concerns, but still produced at a pretty darn high level. So I'm, I'm confident with his ability, his landing spot, and his long-term value. So I'm, I'm very happy to get that at pick 11 in the second round. Yeah, I like. I think that's a good pick. I think he's got definitely a, yeah. a, a nice path there, and and I think the Broncos may be a team that at least turns it around a little bit over the next couple of years. You would, you would hope. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Have to think. I mean, turning it around yeah. is not even doing much at all. Nathaniel can't hack it as a head coach was uh, was definitely a failed experiment. Um, yeah. Anyway, Will, you're up. It's the last pick in round two. I believe it's your pick, Paul. Uh, oh, yeah. God, you're right. Yeah, it's me. Okay, well, I, I, in my head, I was like, my head, I was like, oh, I really hope he doesn't take my guy. So now you you can't take my guy. That worked out well. <laughs> um, I'm going with Jonathan Mingo here. Um, you know, pick 39 overall. And I think that shocked a lot of people, but he was a riser for me. Uh, if you go back and listen to our wide receiver rankings pre-draft and the Panthers, not a lot of locked-in competition, that's for sure. I think he'll have some this year, and you may not see elite production out of him right away, but this is a guy who has a ton, a ton of raw talent, um, 22 years old, old Miss. If you go watch him play, he certainly was uh, a guy that, was a large portion of their offense and the hands are there contested catch beast. The hands are there, which I like a lot. And if you can just get him in the gym, improve that separation a little bit, polish the routes a little bit. I can see what the Panthers are thinking. Maybe they could develop him into a number one weapon for Bryce young. And at this point in this draft, I think, uh, I think there's a huge, uh, it's a huge value pick. Panthers are, are reaching this year. They are they are reaching for some players. You think so? You feel <laughs> Bryce and Mingo? I mean, if, Ming, if Mingo two. was a, a prospect in last year's draft or next year's draft, there's no way he's getting taken 39th overall. I agree. I think he's a third, late third. If if there's yeah, there's a team that likes him. I like him, him for, sure. for your pick in Dynasty. You know, the 24th overall is good. But, you know, I think the Panthers are reaching a little bit with that, that pick. Yeah. Well, this is a long episode, folks. You are at the halfway point. <laughs> and, and we will be rolling in 24 more picks, breaking into the living room of your dynasty life like the freaking Kool-Aid man. Yeah, these picks are going to be sloppy. Spilled Kool-Aid. <laughs> Spilled Kool-Aid. <laughs> it might get ugly. It might get ugly it's over here. It's going to stain all the carpets. These are not exciting picks. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast, folks. Uh, we're at pick one. Will, you're on the clock, my friend. Uh, I didn't mean to say not exciting. They're, it's just like you yeah. don't know what's going to happen here. Uninspiring. Yeah. I mean, listen, nobody said not exciting. Uninspiring may be right, 
but this will be wild cards. Yeah, there's a reason you got to be strapped in and not let the, your extremities outside the podcast. Treasure. So right here, I think I, I think I heard Paulie bring this guy up earlier. Um, I, I, I was focused on multiple things at once, so I might have misheard. But uh, the, my whole uh, view here is if there's a Patrick Mahomes bullet. I want it. So I'm taking <laughs> Rasheed Rice. Very nice. Yeah, he was, uh, I think what, what we had mentioned before was he was somebody that I had pretty high in he goes my in- pre-draft um, mm-hmm. wide receiver rankings. And so, yeah, anyway, it was. Uh, he goes as high as 10 and 12 in some uh, Dynasty ADP. Yeah. Or, you know, so like, he yeah. was, so he was. He was the guy when I said uh, <laughs> tenth overall, or yeah, tenth overall. When I said I had three guys and one of them could potentially fuck the rest of the draft up, that was the guy <laughs> that I, that would have fucked the, the draft up if I took him there. I think. And that That's was funny. yeah, that was high, right? So yeah, the the variability in the ADP this year is insane. Never see anything like it. Yeah, and and I was I was just about to say I don't know if I would have been. I don't know if I would have been like that screws the whole draft up, to be honest with you. I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he's somebody <laughs> that I had pretty high. I mean, he went to the Chiefs. You got to think that there's a possibility he ends up breaking out. And he certainly is a high ceiling guy. He feels like a boomer bus guy, you know? SMU, yeah. big wide receiver, 4 5 40. So you're not necessarily looking at like crazy speed, but low 4 5, like 4 5 1. So it's yeah. like this is a guy that could improve his physicality, improve, get in better shape, learn yeah. more about the game, um, not exactly running a full route tree in college. This is somebody that you get under Andy Reid. And yeah. not that Andy Reid, as an Eagles coach, had a great run with receivers, but he seems to be doing a little right. better in Kansas City. Yeah. He made a lot out of nothing. It's you know? more about he, the offense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He made a lot I, out of nothing. I mean – yeah, like Travis Kelsey, he's 33. Um, I mean, he's he's got a lot of game left in him, but other than him, as far as targets go, I mean, Darius Tony, how long is he going to be on the field? Sky Moore, coming up into his second year, does he make the jump? Does he not? Um, talk about it uninspiring. Seem, I'd say yeah. the wide receiver room <laughs> yeah. in the Chiefs is uh, uninspiring (laughs) (laughs) spot on spot on all right trip you're up with uh pick two in round three okay uh i'm very excited about who i'm getting with this pick actually after just shitting on this round i actually like this player a lot i'm taking a player who i think has really great talent really great talent for this point in the draft he's been a really good prospect for a long time he has the size he has the athleticism he just didn't get the landing spot you wanted. It actually was a really bad landing spot, a lot of people are saying, and that's Tank Bigsby. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah. been a elite runner of the football. Paul always talks about this guy runs the rock. This guy runs the rock. The way he yeah. follows his blockers and moves his head behind his blockers and gets the defenders off balance is probably behind Bijan as the best in this class, and I said it before, watching him, he reminds me of the way Le'Veon Bell used to run. He's not as good, and he's not nearly as big. He cannot deliver 
contact like Le'Veon Bell can. So I don't think he has that high of a ceiling. But that type of mold um, is a great player, especially in the Doug Peterson offense. Yeah, I like that pick there. Yeah, and also, I think I think yeah. I feel like Tank Bigsby just is gonna in so many dynasty drafts is just gonna go to the owner of, of ETN. ETN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah most likely. Um, but he's more than that. He's he's a, he's a talent. He is. Yeah, he may, he may be. I was, he may be getting the short end. Although, of the stick with that. Sure. although if you're a trip, you uh, like grabbing other people's handcuffs. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will thinks Sounds he's like really fatal. To the, to, if Will has a running back, he thinks he deserves all the other running backs on that <laughs> roster. Oh my god! It sounds like there's a it sounds Just like there's a his, his or history to this uh, conversation. This guys. man gets mad at people for taking a running back on the same team as a running back he has. Well, I I, I, I don't get mad. So. I, I don't get mad. I just uh, feel a little awkward when that person tries to then uh, finagle some draft picks away from the Forstead <laughs> player. Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to name any names. In this but, case, yeah. yeah, we're talking about Travion Williams. Um, Is that what happened? Yeah, <laughs> I picked this guy yeah. up and dropped him so many times. I liked him as a wildcard prospect. It is not because it's Will's handcuff, but Will is convinced that the only reason I have him is because it's his handcuff, and I picked him up so I can try to get draft picks off him. (laughs) Because he because he literally sent me a trade for draft picks. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't like the plan from the beginning to fuck Will over. Uh I just saw that this is a player on the free agency who I think is good. I mean, listen. Speaking of that, I'm going to take Chase Brown. <laughs> I'm going to take him at 3-3 three, because three, I see that path. I'm trying to snake that Bengals running game right out from Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's been a thorn in my side for three seasons win- since winning this guy championships. Thank God I beat him in the first one. But, man, like... I'm just uh, ready for Joe Mixon to be done in in Cincinnati, and I, and watch like he'll they'll end up giving him a second contract. He'll play till he's forty and be effective <laughs> somehow. Um, but he just just feel like it's falling apart for him. And uh, Chase Brown's, I mean, Chase Brown's a physical runner, man, and he he had at least a little better draft capital than most of these other guys. Um, very you know straight line back, not you know super great cutter, but. Just like raw toughness um, when you watch him play. You know, he will run yeah. through guys. He doesn't look like he can run through guys. Chase Brown? Uh, yeah. You think he's he's that that type of prospect? Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm too high on him, but he's 5'9", 215. He's DeAndre Swift size. Okay. Um, but I don't think he's DeAndre Swift's speed. He did look really good at the combine, too. I remember him standing out. Um, maybe I just didn't watch the best tape on him, but we shall see. He's going to have some opportunities. Yeah, for him, for me, it's more about the the path and the uh, amazing podcast transition from our conversation about <laughs> trade down. Um, so anyway, anyway, and toughness you have to watch. You watch have to watch him play a lot, and you know you can probably see that. I ha- I did watch a lot of Illinois games. He's just he's, he's like a if there was a game manager version of the running back position, that's kind of Chase Brown. Okay, that's useful for for an NFL team. For the, so, for the Bengals, I, apparently, because that's what I think Joe Mixon is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. Mixon's sticking around, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, we'll see. All right, Will, you're up. Uh, and so this, yeah, this, sorry, what, what pick is this now? Uh, is this, I, was just, uh, yeah, I was just about to say, now you're at pick four, round three. Pick four, round three. 
So this might be a reach, but it's a straight spite pick. Uh, well, <laughs> I can't blame you after the last one. <laughs> so I, I see your I see your Chase Brown, and I raise you an Eric Gray successor to Saquon <laughs> Barkley. <laughs> chance on that one. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think he – the Oklahoma tape on Eric Gray, for me, was one of the most boring college film watches that I think I've ever taken part in, and I just don't see it with this guy. He's got a little wiggle, a little bit. A little, 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 wiggle, little wiggle over to the freaking far side of the bench, my friend. Um, I, yeah. 23. Yeah. Yeah, like I, just, I said, that was a strict. That was a a strictly spite driven uh, pick right there, <laughs> which is fair at this point. Which is fair. All right, Trip, you're up at pick five. Jordan Love gets another pass catcher in Luke Musgrave. Uh, I wanted to clear something up last time. I said mm. I might have him as my tight end one. I do not have him anywhere close to my tight end one, but he has a very very high ceiling. So, uh, yeah, crazy athlete, crazy size, needs to get coached up. Yeah. He's got high everything. Six six. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 big, awesome as an athlete. They need to make boy. a football player out of him and he's young enough and you know, we'll see. Hey. Jordan there's 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 opportunity with Jordan Love taking over. Somebody's gonna yeah. become a, a reliable well, passer. quarterback's gonna need a safety net. They did also take Tucker Kraft uh in the uh later in the draft. Oh, at, we know Paul know, later than Musgrave and don't give he's it our way much more of a blocking tight end, so you don't have to worry about that really. Um, so let me, let me note, let me just note your, uh, your Musgrave pick here as, uh, mm-hmm. as I roll into, uh, pick six in round three, there's a lot, a lot to think about here in this slop fest boys. Um, <laughs> there are, you know, I, I'm going with, oh man, am I, am I doing that? <laughs> Oh jeez, I'm I'm not I'm I'm switching directions. I'm so this is this is, not that these picks make or break you folks, but maybe this one will, and you never know. So, um, I now nah, you know what I can get that guy later. Uh, all right, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Dwayne McBride, running back. Oh. Minnesota Vikings University of UAB. What does that stand for? (laughs) Blazers. He's going to be blazing them up. What does that stand for? Do you know UAB? University of Uh, Alabama and Birmingham. Yeah, Alabama (laughs) Birmingham. Oh, man. Really blanking here on the the Southern (laughs) Colleges, guys. I'm sorry about that. I like that pick. I like that pick. Yeah, I thought he was going to go a lot higher in the draft. I was surprised to see him fall in the seventh round. If, if, yeah, I, he, if I wasn't feeling spiteful, I probably would have taken him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like Dwayne McBride. I, I just think he's got another guy that's got a little bit of size to him, but I think he's he's kind of James Connerish to me. Uh, a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. a little bit, little bit smaller, a little bit more of a, of a quick, you know, cut to him. But... Um, you know, really high, uh, you know, production grades uh, coming out of college too. So, um, you can see that a little more in guys from smaller schools. So you got to put a little bit of stock in that when you're looking at, 
college production grades, but um, his was high. UAB does play some good teams, and the film with him does it for me. So, yeah, honestly, uh, he's a little he's he's almost a guy that I forgot about a little bit. I might have even taken him higher if uh, if I had been on my game. The intermission got me, guys. <laughs> and that's that's this draft class. Like people are just gonna fall. Yeah. You're gonna forget about people because there's so many prospects ranked close to close to each other. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I probably was gonna take. McBride, uh, if he had fell to me to this pick, but since he didn't, I'm going with one that's, this is more of a draft capital pick, I'd say. 69th overall pick by the Houston Texans. Also, might be the first, no! I have to check the record books. No! First time ever, there's two tanks taken in the no! same round. Oh, no! <laughs> Tank Bell. It's literally the guy that I said, no, I can get him later during my pondering about the Dwayne McBride pick was Tank Dell. And I should have thought, you know, listen, folks, let this be a lesson. Will said earlier he was high on C.J. Stroud. If yeah. I hadn't, I don't know, if I had maybe had a cup of coffee during the intermission, I would have processed these simple facts and known that I maybe had to go Tank Dell first, but let me. Will you did say you probably would have gone McBride if I didn't take him? Mm -hmm. Didn't you? Yeah. So listen, great minds. We basically flip flop. Yeah, Yeah, great minds think alike. I think maybe (laughs) that's a message to the dynasty community that uh, that those are some some players to have your eyes on. So for sure, he's also he's also number zero. Gotta gotta say something (laughs) about a guy who could be the first number zero on a team. I feel like yeah, it takes it takes a lot. just because the Sixers are in a dead heat right now with the Boston Celtics, I'm going to go ahead and just hate on the number zero um, <laughs> because That's I fair. think Jason Tatum's a giant wuss and yeah. his weird That's skeleton weird. outfits are are creepy. And anyway. Shout uh, out Maxie, though. Yeah, yeah. Tyrese, yeah. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Number zero. Man, it's got nothing to do with zero. Jason, Tat- <laughs> Jason Tatum's just weird and I don't like him. Um, <laughs> the Nuff said. Um, trip. So the running back run continues. I'm taking Evan Hall, drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. Nice. He's going to be a high-value handcuff, high-value yeah. handcuff, and what looks to be a solid rushing offense developing with Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, Shane Steichen, offensive line, pass-blocking receiver. So I think he's going to be good. I feel like the Kenyon Drake mold has become like a more of a, a label and a style rather than a comp, like – big running backs who can catch the football as a type of player, like a Kenyon Drake type of player. And I feel like he fits that mold. So because of that offense, because of the PPR ability, and because of the size, like him as a, a late-round flyer running back. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, for all the reasons you said. Um, I was actually considering him, but I'm like, is this too high for him? But, uh, yeah, I like that. He's going to hold v- value, I believe. Do you – draft him if you're not a jonathan taylor owner you draft Definitely. him well yeah. what I, my question was actually going to be do you draft him more so in the hopes that eventually you get that opportunity to trade him to a jonathan taylor owner when say jonathan <laughs> taylor goes down for a couple of I critical mean, games right well, <coughs> well def- go ahead will i would say it would definitely play a, a role and be a factor but um it would, it would be a bonus more so than anything for me i would uh, be drafting him 
just because at this point in this part of the draft, I just think he's he is arguably the best player on the board. Um, well, that's honorable so. of you because I'd be doing the other thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I did watch his tape at Northwestern, and he's he's a he's a fundamental running back. He he definitely has like you know low center of gravity, not easy to bring down, balanced style of running. Not one trait that really jumps off the the film, but does everything well type of guy. Um, yeah, and you know, with the landing spot, I I see it, I see it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, where are we? Is now on round three, pick nine. I have to make a selection, which I am <laughs> uh, not super prepared to do so to be completely <laughs> honest folks we're calling this a pressure pick but i'm taking a flyer on levis and okay. just value at this point um more likely to hit too than probably anybody left right yeah um basically a first round listen he was pick 32 so there are only 31 picks this year, so he becomes a second-round pick, but he's basically getting first-round capital for the Tennessee Titans, whose quarterback situation is terrible. You've seen very early reports that Malik Willis is like almost out the door already in a couple of, couple yeah. of media outlets and beat reporters. So for me, I'm like, all right, we're, we're super late here. This, this is probably my best option, best path to potential uh, legitimate dynasty value at some point. Yeah, I like that. Um, pick, pick ten. So yeah, back back to you. Okay. Uh, and yeah, you know some some, <laughs> some slim pickings so, here. Yeah, slim pickings. Uh, as we're getting lower on the board, I see less and less stars lit up. I'm on the uh, the sweeper <laughs> app big board, um, which is where my ADP is coming from, and also it indicates guys I have on my watch list, and those are few and far between as we get to this point it's a good but point one though, utilize the watch list throughout your process so guys don't yeah. fall off your radar the watch list yeah. people who use the watch list win championships hey, hey right here baby right here so <laughs> case in point um so but one of them that still is lit up on my big board uh another tight end another big tight end more, I, I understand he's still developing. He's not. He hasn't reached his full potential. I don't believe yet. But with his measurables, and uh, <laughs> I just I can't pass it up at this point. And I'm taking Darnell Washington, um, six seven two sixty four with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Toss us, toss them sleds, boy. Woo. Yeah. Them thing, yeah. That, that that guy just throwing people. Uh, yeah. all over the field. You got to think. <laughs> Might be a better NFL player than dynasty player when he first starts, but um, Facts. the potential's Definitely. there. And like I said, at, at this point in the draft, there's there's not slim pickings, as you said. So, uh, yeah, yeah, why not go in Darnell Washington? I mean, if he can get separation in route running and he has shown to be able to make some really incredible catches already and have good hands, like <laughs> – yeah. Just as high of a ceiling as, if not higher than anybody. Um, right. The only 
thing he's lacking right now, I think, is the really that that three cone drill, you know, that separation mm-hmm. that, you know, get away from a, a safety or cornerback. And uh the blocking though, I mean, God, Steelers yeah. offense be, <laughs> they basically got a an offensive lineman that they can move all around the formation yeah, for right? Najee Harris. So that's that's going to be a fun offense to watch. They signed Isaac Sayamalu in the offseason, gave him a big contract at the guard position. Like, you, yep. know, you know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh build offense with a bad running game and a and a, a big old tight end in there. So we'll, so we'll see how it yep. goes. All right, trip pick eleven, uh, round three. Yeah, the health is a little concerned with Darnell Washington, but of all the players left, he clearly has the most opportunity to be on the field of all the players. Like, yeah. Right. Maybe not at a pass catching position, but to actually play meaningful football, he's probably the safest person on this list. Uh, if Shoemaker wasn't a cowboy, I would I would take Shoemaker here, but because <laughs> I just can't do that, I I say that's where this is where his value shakes out. I like him as a high drafted tight end, uh, kind of following Will's footsteps on that last pick, um, and I think that's a good strategy to pick tight ends this late and I typically don't go for wide receivers this late in the draft but because we've been talking about the Houston Texans <laughs> CJ Stroud um in the college career uh Xavier Hutchinson uh yeah mm-hmm. a lot of production there yeah um again I don't typically like taking receivers as flyers I'd rather go tight end running back or even quarterback Will Levis but I just like his situation with the Texans. We've talked about that on this draft episode, so we don't need to dive into that too much further, but he's also has uh, opportunity. Right. Opportunity is a big part of that. Um, Prototype wide receiver, you know, somebody, somebody, somebody at this point that's worth taking a flyer on. I, I do agree that you want to try and get your, your wide receivers in as early as you can and get elite ones because they do not get hurt as much as running backs and, Again, the offensive line of the dynasty roster is the wide receiver, and they will keep your team churning if they're consistent producers. Um, I'm doing the same thing, though, Trip. Uh, at this point, <laughs> we're, we're pretty late in the game here, and um, I am going to take Jaden Reed, who went to the Packers uh, out of Michigan State. He's uh, a guy who has sort of risen uh, throughout the draft process. He's... Uh, redshirt senior, so a lot of experience uh, for the Trojans. And um, if you go back and watch the film, like you just see a guy that produces on the field and is a leader on his team and has all the sort of uh, mental qualities that you look for if you're, um, you know, a, a, a stand-up NFL organization. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Jaden Reed there. Takes us to the last pick of the third round. We are really uh, getting into the depths <laughs> here. <laughs> Jaden Reed probably should have been the pick a few picks ago. That was that was good. He fell a little too far, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm sorry, Jaden Reed was the last pick in the in the third round, folks. Um so that brings us round four to the final round. Some <laughs> dynasty leagues don't even go uh this deep. Idiots. Yeah, yeah. I, I fun starts. Exactly. It's where championships are made. Potentially, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco was picked in the fourth round last year. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. So, <laughs> with the first pick so, of the fourth round, just zero, <laughs> zero. Uh, 
I've, I've clearly been so, touting my Isaiah Pacheco call way too much. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Go ahead. First pick. No, you're four. good. Um, I, I honestly didn't have uh, my guy ready to go yet. So uh, hold on. Because uh, like you said, this is <laughs> this is where it is where chips are made. But you know, you're also grasping at straws. <laughs> I'm just looking at this guy that is he's high up. I don't. I have no interest in him, but just the fact that he's so high up on the ADP, I'm like, why is he still on the board? Um, but I'm still not going to take him. Uh, yeah, and let I'll that let, be I'll a let, lesson. I'll let, one you, I'll let one of you guys take him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with a guy. So fourth round, um, I did this a couple times. I mean, the Pacheco pick was one of these types of picks. Uh, maybe grab, you know, grab a um, a handcuff or a guy that could become the handcuff eventually, either this year or in the coming year. And I don't hold as much of a grudge in these fantasy realms as Trip does. <laughs> I, already took a, I already took a Giants player, so now I'm taking a Cowboys player. And uh, the first name is near and dear to my heart, uh, and Eagles fans hearts around the country. I'm going with Deuce Vaughn. With the Dallas Cowboys, I, I like him as a long shot there. Um, so man, yeah, he got drafted tape, by the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, his tape's impressive, though, man. Uh, it really, you have to like. I have to go back and reiterate my own size argument to myself <laughs> over and over <laughs> again when I go to. Uh, you know, evaluate Deuce Vaughn. And then the fact that he did get drafted, um, obviously great story about his dad being a scout for the Cowboys, all that. Listen, we're not completely hard, cold-hearted towards Cowboys fans here in Philadelphia. We <laughs> we can appreciate a good story like that. Happy for the family. Um, if they become successful or more successful at their jobs, we'd definitely like them to see, we'd definitely like them to leave the organization they work for. But that's about as far as it goes. So anyway, uh, I think Deuce Vaughn's a great pick. I think he's a slippery running back. I think uh, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys coaching staff will probably not find a creative way to use him at all. And, uh, <laughs> maybe he goes somewhere else. So I yeah. uh, I'm going to kick uh, this five over. six one seventy six. That's his uh, measurable. Yeah, yeah. So no running back at that size has ever been relevant. So it's anyway, be the next Sproles. <laughs> like he has to be Sproles. <laughs> That's, that's true. Oh, man. All right, Trip, you're up, you're up with, with the next pick. Oh, I don't know how to follow that one. But anyway, <laughs> I got to think that maybe we just forgot about this player or he's just fallen a lot or this is just another indicator of how wild the variability is on the ADP here. <clears throat> but Cedric Tillman from the Browns has fallen yeah. quite. You know, a lot of people are taking him above uh, Jalen Hyatt, and we have him rounds behind Jalen Hyatt. So these prospects, again, just like so much variability in where, in the, where they're taken. Tillman, possession receiver, a lot of question marks, Browns receivers, crowded room of yeah. Cooper and everyone yeah. else. So David Bell yeah. and DPJ not necessarily working out. They did bring in Elijah Moore, but. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't um, love the landing spot. Yeah, you got to th- well, I don't know. I was actually going to say you got to think the competition is kind of open. Uh I mean Donovan Peoples-Jones can play, Elijah Moore can play, but if Cedric Tillman comes in and has a really impressive camp, like he'll get a shot. Yeah, he will. So, yeah. Um will that role produce as the wider And you have to imagine 
you'd have to imagine Watson is uh, a little better to start this yeah. year than was last year. That's got to be another team on the rise. I think you're right, Will. Um, is that a Watson joke? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> oh man, um, I am at pick three in round four, taking uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr., running back out of Kentucky, who went to the Washington Redskins. There's a lot of competition on that team at the running back position, obviously. Um, but there's also a lot of injury history. Um, So I'm taking a flyer on him. I think Chris Rodriguez was um, another one of those kind of Evan Hall types, a little bit of like a game manager running back. But I actually think his physicality and physical traits are a little bit underrated. Um, And I think that he might be a guy who, you know, is, is one of the better long shots here. He does try to run people over. Like him and Chase yeah. Brown, you're oh, yeah. picking like just based on like maybe they're not that great, but they're like they're tough. Like they can compete, right? And that is kind of how I like to approach later rounds in these drafts. Like try to learn what I can about the mental toughness of the players, because to me, it's the best indicator of future success. Like I was really down on Jalen Hurts after his first year in the league, um, but I sort of like forgot my own sentiment about him. When he came in, I was like, man, this is a guy who's like the most mentally strong, hardest working compared to his you know, work ethic to early Russell Wilson coming out and saw him play in rookie season year one and was like, this guy's going to be awful. There's no way he's going to be good. He's missing all these throws, blah, blah, blah. I forgot he was a worker and look what a worker can do, you know? So anyway. Chris Rodriguez, I think he falls into that category and definitely a strategy uh, to employ when you're looking at especially super late-round flyers. A strong yeah. comp for Chris Rodriguez there. A Jalen Hurts comp. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on now. Hold on now. That was uh, <laughs> definitely draft. Jalen Hurts was an extreme example of the work ethic thing, not a Chris Rodriguez It's a good comp. category to be in. <laughs> it, yeah, it is a good category to be in. All right, Will, you're up at number four. So before I give my fourth pick, just want to <laughs> go back really quick on the Deuce Vaughn pick. Kansas State running back, 5'6", 176. Darren Sproles, Kansas State running back, 5'6", 190. Ooh. I was saying Sproles. Yeah, yeah, you were spot on, spot on. So, uh, I mean, that should have been more obvious. Can I just say, though, you said 190, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the boy got eat, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's an ankle breaker for sure. An so, <laughs> All right, you're just buying time now to try and make this. Uh, yeah, this so fourth four pick's uh, a tough one. So this is the fourth in the fourth round, and uh, gonna gonna finally dip my foot in this water um, <laughs> going going will anderson with the dual designation linebacker uh, d lineman i like um, the idp transition yeah interesting interesting i was looking at nolan smith but with our uh rotation i don't know from a fantasy perspective if he'll get as uh, as many snaps as I think Will Anderson will. So 
that's where I, that's why I went with uh, with Will Anderson over Nolan. Okay, but um, also we're at this we're at this spot where you know throwing darts at uh, throwing darts at the water basically. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. So yeah, so I, I hoping for that production. Uh, on, on from D line is a hard place to get production in fantasy, um, so that's why going going with that. He pick. is one of the more elite defenders at a high scoring D line IDP position to come out in a long time. Um, really tough though. I, you probably end up regretting that pick just because there'll be end up somebody end up being somebody else you can grab. Um, yeah, I but I Probably. but that said that said Will I did it last year and drafted Aiden Hutchinson really late, uh, <laughs> so no I I totally totally get it. Um, it's uh, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 that time right. So yeah. all right, Will you're up uh, round four pick, or I'm sorry, Trip you're up round four pick five. <clears throat> okay, well Will waste a pick by selecting a D lineman in this draft <laughs> will pay off. Not at all. And I'm also going to waste a pick in this draft because that's where we are right now. And I'm going to take Kayshawn Booty because he's from LSU and he's probably not going to do much, but Patriots have a lack of competition for targets. And yeah, Bill Belichick's a wild card with coaching. You really don't listen from what you hear. The guy has a shitload of talent and it looks like his talent has slipped though. It's not even that. Well, that's that's why he was taken so late is are those concerns. Like his tape has gone down each year. You think, well, right. So what I'm saying is his lack of discipline has led to a regression in his Mm. on field production and definitely look a regression in the tape. This is a 20-year-old kid yeah. with all the talent in the world, presumably, going to a Injury. Bill Belichick Patriots team where they are known for instilling discipline. There's not a prominent number one wide receiver, and there's worse guys, I think, that you could be taking here. So I, I think it's a great pick trip. I think, I think four, at round four, pick five, go for it. He's the guy I was talking about a little bit ago when I was looking at why is this guy with this high ADP just falling and falling and okay. falling? Okay. And uh, I fell for yeah, it. that's who I've been. That's who I've been thinking about taking a couple. I think it might have been last round, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm actually excited about this pick. I think this is some <laughs> my next pick. I'm talking about four six now. Um, I moved on from you guys here with the with the whole Boutte <laughs> discussion, um, but uh, I do think yeah. But I actually think you, you had a good value pick there, Trip. I am going with Cameron Latu, 49ers tight end. You're seeing a lot of injuries with George Kittle. They actually selected him pretty high. So this is a guy that is a third round pick, played for Alabama. Go into a 49ers offense with a young quarterback that's an offense that has plays called for the tight end. And George Kittle hasn't really been, uh, you know, healthy for a full season a good for point. too long. That's a really good point. Um, so anyway, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm feeling like getting Cameron Latu, who was drafted 101 overall at pick 4-6 here. I mean, he's a taxi squad stash for me, probably in year one. But strong stash. 
but you know, Kittle goes down, all of a sudden there's value immediately for Leitu. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> good job, good job keeping it real in, in round four, four, pick seven. I'm just trying to give a little hope, you know. I'm just trying to give the people a little, little shred of hope as we grind. To no, the I like end. the analysis. I do like the analysis. It is. Uh, Sound George Kittle does, does get hurt. He does. George, George Kittle does get hurt. Yeah. Cameron Lee's yeah, a good ball, too, man. This is a big dude. Yeah. Um, I'm also a George Kittle owner for those who don't know after. <laughs> so that's why he doesn't like it. Yeah, curmudgeon. Uh, all right, you're, you are up. Uh, it is okay. pick seven, so we got five left. So another guy that Tripp mentioned earlier, I believe, but his cowboy bias led him away. Um, I feel like I'm taking every tight end on the board. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, um, that's that's who I was torn torn between. Um, I think I think you have to. I think that's a great pick there. I think that's the highest value. I think you have, to. even though he's got a he's got at least Jake Ferguson ahead of him. I think he'll pass Peyton Hendershot. Um, but the, the Cowboys run the two tight ends, so you know there's there's going to be opportunity there, I believe, yeah. for him. Yeah, I mean, and Dalton Schultz was sneaky good mm-hmm. producer last year, so you know you're looking at yeah. long term upside with tight end. Um, you know, guys like Leitu and Shoemaker are a lot of times the reason reason people say you really shouldn't draft them early because those guys like that end mm-hmm. up, end up developing. Um, Trip, you're up uh, at pick eight. We're down to the final four. Okay, well, I have my last two players selected. I hope they both make it. I know this one will because it's my turn. That's Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State. Another big tight end, another weapon for Jordan Love. I picked um, you know, Musgrave earlier, so just kind of well backing back up, up my bet right here. So uh, one of them, you would think, will get a second contract in Green Bay. I should have one of them if I have both of them. Yeah, they, I mean, all right, might as well, right? We're, we're, we're at that point. Um, I'm taking Hendon Hooker here. Um, okay. You know, long shot quarterback, but he can run, so he might be a, a good fantasy quarterback if he gets snaps. Um, I do think that he's got kind of sneaky talent, but he's an older prospect. If he wasn't a quarterback, I would probably be completely out on him just because of the age. But a quarterback can play till you know thirty five, thirty six, and still be productive. So um, I'm going Hendon Hooker. He kind of reminds me of like a like a seventy five percent Donovan McNabb in his college highlights, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know I I think uh, third to last pick in the draft. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. I don't think Goff is is. There's a path for Hooker. Is a long, yeah, exactly. Don't think Goff's a long-term answer there. So if he, <laughs> if he shows out, he might all of a sudden get a starting job. Yeah, I believe this is Goff's last year. Contract-wise, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. All, all right. right, so yeah, so number yeah. ten. Yeah, number most 10 exciting, riveting selection you'll make all night. Yeah. So um, I don't need to discuss much. We already talked about the giant receiver situation, and uh, you know my watch list and how this is like the lone star um, among <laughs> my big board. 
I don't even know why he's on my watch list. I forget what I saw about him, but he's there. And uh, big frame wide receiver. It's up for grabs in that room. So uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton on the on the New York Giants. I'm going with. Yeah, one of the one of the more sought after undrafted free agents, uh, absolute burner. Um, was it maybe the fastest forty time of wide receivers in this class? I have to double check that. Four, he, he was absolutely four, up there. Four three eight forty. Four three eight forty. Okay. okay. So yeah, you know, and and I actually think that a lot of teams probably could have used him on their roster. Whether he ended up being a a uh, third stringer or even a practice squad player like i was kind of yeah. surprised that in the seventh round nobody nobody sixth seventh round nobody jumped on him so yeah at good, this, good yeah, pick. at this point in the draft he'd be a guy that i'd throw in my taxi squad and uh watch him Hopefully hope he develops best. and if not you know send him on his way in a couple of years but that's uh, that's what i'd take him for all right all right trip you're up last pick who you taking I was deciding between two receivers, uh, big body receiver and A.T. Perry, who we've been watching for a while. But I decided mm-hmm. to go with <clears throat> Michael Wilson, uh, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Probably won't do anything and isn't worth your roster spot. One of the taller possession receivers. Everybody else are these short, quick route screen pass receivers. So with poor quarterback play, you know, you need a safety valve. He's not a great one. The quarterback situation isn't great. So... I don't see him doing wonderful, but he may hold some low value that maybe you can use in a trade. And that's that's how I feel no, about that. Ninety fourth overall is not a bad uh not a bad draft capital pick for this spot, I would say. His athletic score is pretty high too. Relative athletic score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you might as well you got those two things going for you at this point, second to last pick. Roll with it. And opportunity. Um, maybe I'm yeah. not as down on it as I as yeah, I'm. I, I'm doing something similar. Uh, I'm seeing the athletic score from, uh, and this is the la- absolute last pick in the draft. I'm seeing the athletic score from Zach Kuntz. Um, Happy he made it in the draft. Yeah, he got picked uh, 220th <laughs> overall um, to the Jets. He's six seven, 255 mm-hmm. pounds, um, Old Dominion. Um, little bit of time at Penn State. I just don't think that the guy for the Jets is there. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is the quarterback now. This dude had some injuries, then came out in the combine and, like, had a perfect 10 athletic score. He's absolutely massive. Get him under some good tight end coaches and, and develop him a little bit. Like, you might be a shocker. So that's what I'm looking for. The last pick in the draft Somebody to shock everybody, and I think, uh, you know, you're just looking for a couple of really traits that pop, and when you've got a perfect athletic score, you know, listen, something. the other guy with the perfect athletic score went, went fourth in this draft. So I think uh, I think I'm doing pretty good to get, uh, you know, Mr. Kuntz. There you go. Yeah. This has been wow an exercise, <laughs> boys. Um <laughs> To, I'm to sweating see. over here. Those last picks, were, you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, we got it done. We knocked them out. We got it done. 
Will, we uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us, even though uh, remotely. Yes. This is a man that has been <laughs> sitting on his couch on his phone for a solid two hours. Um, <laughs> and, you know, this is what you do when you, Dynasty is life. So, uh, yeah. It's thanks, life, thanks for listening, folks. We're going to send you off. Off into the sunset with, uh, you know, Four rounds of dynasty candy to chew on. (laughs) Fatten up your dynasty life with. All right, folks. Y'all take it easy. Thanks for listening.